0: Wilson Scott Gerard ninety seven five twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network big win for Utah State on the road to Washington State coming away with the W first P five win on the road since nineteen seventy one for the Aggies and joining us now to help break it down the head coach of the Aggies Blake Anderson coach how are you
1: hey coach I'm um, I'm good
0: morning guys what time do you get in I I, I pulled up to my place around six o'clock it was uh, that was a, that was a long trip.
1: Yeah, I think I got to the house uh, about 4:45 a.m. But
0: those trips are a little bit more uh, palatable after a W. No doubt about that. (laughs) So you get a chance to decompress. You look at the film a little bit. Uh, Just give us a bird's eye view, an evaluation out of uh, how well you guys played on Saturday.
1: Well, that's the crazy thing about it. Not sure we played all that well.
0: Uh, You know, we we played
1: well enough to win, obviously, but still a. A ton of mistakes, as you you kind of expect in a game one. Uh, the turnovers, most glaring, uh, two turnovers, both could have been avoided. Could have uh, at least you know punted the ball in those situations and, and given Washington State a long field. Uh, the penalties defensively, the, the late hits, just you know guys hyped up and chasing the ball, which is great because one of the keys to winning was just how hard we played and how well we we chased the ball. But we've got to be more disciplined. Uh, you know those are those are things that'll get you beat if you're not careful Uh, we had a couple chances to make big plays that that could have impacted the game a little earlier that we just missed opportunities to to make plays so we we spent a lot of time yesterday uh, in in really dissecting it with the players I thought they were great in terms of their just of their approach to to being coachable and, and understanding that it's a great game and we love winning it and and obviously it's huge for for us and the fan base but it's we're, there's better football still to be played, and we want to make sure that we improve this week um, as much as we possibly can from from that video and, and from the teaching.
2: So for a guy that's played as much football as I have and has watched as much football as I have, it was very telling to see which quarterback finished that game, Coach. Very telling. I mean, that's a lot of faith in that in that final drive. Is that an indication of how you proceed as an offense? Is Logan Bonner going to be the perennial starter?
1: You know, we haven't made that final decision, to be honest with you. That circumstance was unique. Uh, you've got a guy that's that's got 20-some-odd games under his belt, been in those two-minute drives before, been in a in an environment like that before, and and clearly just we felt like he was the most uh, ready for that. And, and he obviously played – extremely well and finish the game off, uh, you know, but, but Peasley did some great things also, and, and we don't want to discount that. And so we've, we're, as we said before, going to be extremely thorough before we, before we finalize things, we are moving towards one quarterback. There's absolutely no doubt about that. This is, this is not a season long type deal, but uh, regardless of what we do uh, as a, as a starter, it's going to take both these guys to get through the season. If you watch, uh, just the way we play, the style of play, <clears throat> it's going to take them both to to get through the season. And, and we're we're about the big picture way more than just you know just having to make an immediate decision. But they both did good things. They both had big mistakes. I mean, the the ball that that Bonner had uh, intercepted was a poor decision on his part uh, in terms of the the technique of the type of ball he threw. The the fumble that we had with Peasley at midfield, he's trying to make a play, but again, we need to be able to punt the ball. And, there were other subtle things that, that both made mistakes on, so we're
0: we're far from
1: a finished product in that room either.
0: Going back and rewatching the game a bit and just trying to see uh, you know what jumps out because it's tough to kind of see some of the intricate details when you're when you're calling a game, but obviously Devin Tompkins is getting a lot of love, Logan Bonner's getting a lot of love and deservedly so, but I thought Nick Henniger played in tremendous game. Uh, there was a play where he chased down DeLora on a third down, kept him from getting a first down, forced a field goal. I thought there were really a lot of great plays from him uh, specifically, but that D-line overall. Yeah, D-line played well. You got plays from, from Pat. You got plays from
1: Marcus, Phil, uh, you know, Brand, uh, Byron Vaughn, even though he'd been hurt and really played on a limited basis, made a couple big plays. But, but you're absolutely right. Uh, the effort level – in which Nick Henninger played uh, that game was off the charts good, and uh, he was, you know, featured yesterday in our meeting uh, for that effort and just how how hard he plays and what that brings to the table. He didn't get the he didn't get the uh, safety, but he created the safety. He took the center and tossed him into the quarterback's lap and made him move while other guys were able to rally to it. Uh, he and Byron Vaughn's on the last play of the game both had, uh, I mean, really took three different shots at the ball and, and, and literally made three different tackles each, I think, on the last play to finally get it on the ground. So uh, the effort level in which we played was the, was the biggest, biggest positive coming out of the game. We challenged them. Uh, we have been challenging them since we got here in January that that's where we have to be different than anybody else. Is just, you know, we're not going to out-talent everybody, but we have to out-effort them. In in that particular game, we we in terms of effort, we are absolutely one and zero, and it showed probably no bigger than than how Nick played and just uh, man that inspires everybody else to play hard too. It, it's contagious.
2: Yeah, I I almost feel like it was a combined effort between that and your offensive front getting the movements and creating some holes, getting that run game going. Uh, and what kind of confidence did you build in your in your backfield with Devin Tompkins at nearly 100 yards and what you guys were able to do in that run game? Because I felt like Washington State had a pretty decent-sized front.
1: Yeah, they're built well. Uh, we, I think, we fatigued them. That was that was clearly part of our, our, our you know, kind of our formula going in, knowing it was going to be tough to, to move the ball early. They're big. They're physical. You know, they're built like any Pac-12 team. You, you knew that matchup-wise, you know, we're going was going to be in their favor, especially early. Uh, but, but as we got them fatigued, as, as drives started to extend, we were, you know, were quick out in space. As you mentioned, Devin getting them out in space with, with him and Brandon Bowling, some of those other guys out in space, as they fatigued, the run game got better and better and better. The protection late in the game when we had to throw the ball at that point, we, we, we were able to, to really hold up and, and for, you know, 200, I don't know, 225, 226 yards on the ground. Uh, I don't you know that's just not something they give up easily if you look at at how they played defense in the past you know they've been they've been pretty good against the run and we uh you know we were we were hoping to to have a big day but when we had to have it third and six able to run the ball for a first able to run the ball in the end zone Laird late down inside the five those are not givens at all and,
0: and got to be proud of how the fronts played. not not to get cliche here but when you're when you're getting five, six yards of crack running the ball in the fourth quarter, does that come back to strength and conditioning in the off season?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That, that's uh,
0: the way we approach
1: the off season. The, the job Paul Jackson and his crew have done uh, over the summer, the way we practice and what we ask them to do on a daily basis is grueling. It's not easy. We we sprint uh, where we're going. We don't walk anywhere. There, there's just it is the entire philosophy from top to bottom is about being in great shape when we play a game in the fourth quarter when we're getting 85 90 plays a game that they're still fueling our legs and fueling our tank and and, and the opponent you know if they don't live in that environment every day like we do that is different and you could see it taking its toll on washington state in a lot of areas and, and that's where our runs got better the the space between our wideouts and their dbs got bigger uh, our our defensive guys were able to chase and get the hats to the ball, and and to me that all is part of our philosophy of just outworking, kind of blue collar outworking mentality and outrun you and out hit you. Uh, it's you know we hope that the talent level level raises and raises and raises, but don't rely on talent alone. Let's just
2: let's just outwork people. So, Coach, I watched uh, Weber State throw punches with Utah and played very, very hard and strong. And I I watched Washington lose to an FCS team. I know there were six FCS teams that actually got wins over FBS teams. And I'm looking at this North Dakota team, and I'll bet you guys are taking smelling salts while you're watching videos saying, yeah, this can't be us because this is going to be a good team.
1: Uh, I think it's a really good team. I told the guys uh, yesterday and this morning, like, I'm not too certain that it's it's a, better, it's a better team right now than what we just played. Now, athletically, you look at Washington State's roster, they got athletes all over the place. But, but right now, a, a group that's playing together and all in the right spots and all playing with tremendous effort, these guys, they don't miss a beat. They, they went deep in the playoffs. The only two teams they lost to were both, uh, you know, perennial powerhouses at the FCS level in North Dakota State and James Madison. Uh, we just watched. Uh, South Dakota State beat Colorado State badly, and they went head-to-head last year, and, and they beat South Dakota State badly last year. This is a this is a good good team. We we have to improve and play great ball this week. I, I we have a tremendous amount of respect for who we're playing, and it don't matter. I, I think it's a Division One I team. I, I know they play FCS ball, but they operate and recruit in every aspect like a Division One program, and that's what they'll that's what they'll expect to be when they come in this weekend.
0: And, they won't be intimidated at all. They'll expect to win. So hands, you know, and we can talk about this because you won the game. But uh, Logan Bonner throws the interception, which you you talked about. It, it wasn't it wasn't a great play on his part. But I I don't know if uh, in the defensive or when you're breaking down film, do you show the tackle because hey, for a quarterback, that that was pretty good form. I mean, that that, that wasn't bad on the tackle after the interception.
1: Uh, actually, it was awful form, but he did <laughs> get it on the ground. But, uh, yeah, we had a little fun. It, it, it really, honestly, it was a really well-thrown ball. It was a great play by the corner who mid-pointed it. We, uh, we would just like to have had a different trajectory on the ball. He went to the right spot. He and the wide out kind of mixed each other up. We looked early. We should have looked later. Ball should have gone up in the air. But the corner made a great play. His tackle was awful. He got him on the ground, and and we say all the time, it doesn't have to be pretty, it just has to be effective. But I think if you freeze-framed it, he might have been on
0: both knees when he made contact for the tackle at that point. That's
2: That's rough, man.
0: Hey, if you throw it, you got to bring him down. How about that? Exactly. That has
1: always been a go. Hey, if you throw a pick, you better be there to get him on the ground. You sure don't watch it happen.
2: So glad there's a victory, so we could have a little bit of a, a chuckle about this. But yeah, yeah no doubt. That's, hey, um, coach, I wanted to just throw something at you because I'm starting to see a lot of stories come across the wire with teams that have high rates of vaccination and they're starting to miss players. And obviously, last night you watched a old Miss team without their head coach on the sideline. How are you guys doing managing uh, your your testing and and your rosters and being able to keep guys on the field?
1: Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate. We're, we're not completely, uh, we're not a hundred percent vaccinated. We do have a handful of guys that chose not to get it. Uh, but, um, we tested 47 players last week before, tra- uh, traveling to, um, to Washington state with, with no positives. And some of those guys will actually come off the list this week because, uh, they'll be outside their, their, um, Six weeks or, or whatever that is from the vaccination and uh, cycle, so it'll go it'll go smaller and smaller, and, and, and less will get tested on a weekly basis. And we've been really fortunate; haven't had any positive tests. We've had some guys that have been sick lately with other stuff, but when tested for COVID, all were negative. So we've been really really lucky. Uh, I've seen obviously the stories across the country where other programs are dealing with it, and I'm sure at some point. We'll have our we'll have our you know issues with it as well, but up to this point, we've been we've been really lucky to to stay away
0: from it and, and have been at one hundred percent you know going into the game in terms of COVID. You uh, you played a game at Utah State with Arkansas State. You know what that stadium could be like. Just how fired up are you to after a win like that to to bring these guys out on the field in front of uh, hopefully a packed crowd there at Maverick. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I am I am absolutely hoping this thing is rocking. I know it can be. I've been in it when it was. Uh, the win this week, I hope it fuels the fire to fill this place up. I know it's a wide out. I know we are celebrating uh, uh, kind of uh, September 11th uh, and, and veterans and, and, and people, the first responders. I mean, there's a lot of things going on this week. But, uh, I mean, you get six opportunities to play at home, and I sure hope our fan base in the Valley won't miss this when our kids are going to play hard. It is a good football team coming in that we've got to try to figure out a way to beat. But, uh, man, this this would be huge for us, just kind of the foundation of where we want to get to, and I'm looking forward to
0: a Friday night right here at home. Coach, you're the best. Looking forward to chatting with you a little bit more coming up later tonight on the Coach's Show.
1: Congratulations, Coach. Absolutely, man. I'll be dressed for radio. How about that?
0: You know I and I I got the face for radio so we're a good combo. Let's go. <laughs> See <you in> the <laughs> thanks good. Thanks. Right. See ya. There you go. Blake Anderson right here on 975 1280 the Zone.